Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. What is up, party people, and welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast. Thank you so much for being here, and welcome to episode number 26 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. Crazy times, but we're 26 episodes in. And I'm here to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So before we get on to today's show, I have some interesting news for the podcast, okay? Now, over the next couple of weeks or so, I'm not just sure 100% yet, but it'll be in two or three episodes time, we are getting Brian Kennedy on the show. Now, you may not know the name Brian Kennedy, but you probably know the YouTube channel BKXC. Brian has almost 130,000 followers there. He basically travels around the world filming the best trails on the world so that we can watch it all on YouTube um, and we can visit them trails also and do all that. So listen, he's coming on the show. It's awesome because I'm a big fan of Brian's. I think the work he does is really cool and it's changed that whole YouTube kind of thing as well. He's became very popular over the last couple of years. So this is your opportunity to get involved and let me know some of the questions you would like me to ask Brian on a mountain biking theme or a personal theme, whatever you want to ask. You just tell me and I will try and get that on the show. I'm going to pick a handful of them. And we'll try and get some goodies there as well, some sticker packs from Brian and myself. So how do you do that? Simply go to mtb-tribe.com, subscribe to the show. I will then get back in contact with you and ask you to submit your questions and we can go from there. And as I say, hopefully there'll be some wee goodies in it for you if your question is used on the show. So on to today's episode and today I am very, very pleased to welcome Audrey Gallagher to the show and this is our fourth instalment of our Why I Ride series. Audrey is a super keen mountain biker and can often be spotted charging her local trails at Dava because I know I've run into her a few times. Audrey chats to us about how she came from... A background of very little sport, really, and how after some coaching from her boyfriend, she got hooked on mountain biking. Um, it, it wasn't an easy start for Audrey, no. She had her fair share of injuries from a number of accidents in her past and felt that mountain biking just was the last thing that she really wanted to be doing. But after some encouragement, great coaching, a, a proper bike, she finally got bit by the mountain biking bug and was hooked. Audrey has taken this one step further now and really has introduced a number of her friends from her road cycling club, yes, her road cycling club, to get off-road and on the trails. She now heads up a social roadies get-together on the trails of Dava every Saturday morning. We chat to her about that and, and much, much more. And Audrey's story is... is you know, it's a very average story, but it's very relevant to, to the majority of the listeners. That's what I love about these Why I Ride episodes. You know, so we talked to her about how to get over injuries, what bikes she's riding at the minute, just her favourite trails, all that kind of stuff. It's really good. Audrey's a really, really good girl. And if you see her on the trails, she'll have a smile on her face. She's super stoked. She's up for it all the time. And I really enjoyed having her on the podcast. And I think she is the perfect example of what mountain biking is around this area and hopefully elsewhere across the world because people are just so stoked on it and they bring that energy to the show and they bring that energy to the trails. So, Audrey, thank you so much for coming on. 
and I just want to introduce you to the show. So everybody, welcome Audrey Gallagher to the MTB Tribe podcast. Hi Audrey, welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. How are you doing this evening? I'm great, thanks Gareth. Thanks for having me. Not a problem, not a problem. It's, it's awesome to get you on the show. I know you're a very, very keen mountain biker because anytime I'm at Dava, you're there. So you, <laughs> <laughs> so you must be there about uh, 10 times more than I am throughout, yeah. uh, throughout the week even. <laughs> yes, as much as I can. Good stuff. Uh, so fill us in a wee bit, Audrey, just on where, whereabouts are you from? I'm from uh, Money Glass, from Marfelt originally, but live in Money Glass now, just outside Tim. Right, okay, that's cool. And just before I hit record there, that big red button, you were telling me that you could actually, you can actually see Dava from your house. Pretty much, I can see quite a bit of the sparrows there from from the back of the house, so I kind of gauge it um, as to whether it's it's wise heading up or not. So I can see from Sleeve Galleon right across. Nice view. Yeah, yeah, that would be lovely, and I'm sure that makes it makes it easy to judge whether you want to go or not. Exactly. Uh, uh, if I can't see the mountain, that means that uh, no, it's probably not a good idea to head up there. <laughs> but I can see if it's covered in snow as well. So yeah, it's a good weather indicator. Classic. No, that that's great. That's great. So, tell us the story about how you initially get interested in mountain biking and, and what kind of sparked your interest in it. Um, well, in all honesty, I had zero interest in mountain biking about three years ago. Um, it was more my other half. He's an ex, uh, used to ride motocross and used to race motocross. And right. it was kind of his big push. But I'd, um, I've had a litany of injuries from quad bike wrecking my humerus and various other things and two broken elbows. And oh. I thought he must have taken out a life insurance policy or something over me if he's, if he's trying to get me to go mountain biking. But I did in the in the spirit of uh, relationship. I thought I'd give it a go, and I hated it absolutely. I went up to Dava really? first place. Absolutely terrified me. Didn't like it at all. Wondered what. Now I didn't cycle at all at this mm-hmm. at this stage. So I was kind of like, what What is all this about? Um, but he kind of persisted, and I hung in there, and I had a really rubbish wee bike. And I was the amount of times I was about to chuck it. Was you know over the edge into the river was enough, and, uh, and I, he just decided that right, I'm going to try a, a better bike, and um, he got me sorted with a lovely wee. Um, it was a wee Boardman team hardtail, and that changed everything. It totally changed everything. Having a, a nice bike to ride that wasn't didn't weigh a ton, it didn't feel like hell going up every hill. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I started to feel more comfortable on the bike and. I didn't do an awful lot. I did a lot of fire roads and a lot of the Dava Green Trail and just kind of built it up from there. And then as I felt more confident, I just started to go higher and higher and up to, to different trails and then decided, right, well, now I need a, a full suspension bike because uh, I've got as much out of the boardman as I could. And it just kind of developed from there and then started to visit other trail centers and um, doing various bits and pieces so I would say I was riding a good year before I could say I was actually enjoying it mm-hmm. but I'm glad I stuck at it and I'm glad he kind of kept you know kept sort of focusing on he never did the crazy thing of take you right up to the top car park for the first time out you know so <laughs> <laughs> I had a, um, a good lot of time to sort of develop my own confidence uh-huh. you know yeah. and then just feel a bit braver every every time you go out you know and try something a wee bit different yeah. and a bit harder yeah, and and that's interesting. So 
before you started mountain biking, did you do any sport or anything? Nope. Uh, pretty much zero. I did a little bit of stuff in the, like yoga and, and things like that, but I was never a particularly sporty sporty person so no so it's not been out in the freezing cold and the rain no <laughs> so initially when you started it and you didn't like it what what did you not like uh, about it mostly was it the fitness thing was it the fear of falling what what you know what did you struggle with the most I think both of those things the fitness thing like if you if you look at that and you're someone who doesn't come from any kind of athletic background or have even you have your normal average level of fitness. It's it's hard enough, you know, even just getting up fire roads on on a bike. I think my bike at that time, and it was a very small bike, but it still weighed about 15, 16 kilos. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't <laughs> wasn't a pleasure. It was like a gift. Yeah. Um, so it just everything seemed like such a struggle, but I, I wasn't really getting anything back out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so and the, the fear of cram and again because like I'd said I'd had so many injuries I've plates and pins in my ankles I'd, I'd already had a severe accident on the, the quad bike I'd been airlifted to Derby Hospital I'd broken two separate occasions I'd broken my left elbow twice so was I was kind of really aware no no that was <laughs> once was uh, skate, once was roller boots mm-hmm. and the other one I think might have been a skateboard Wow. So, so wheels, wheels, wheels and yeah, exactly. Like that, uh, yeah. Kind of I didn't have. <laughs> wow. Okay. You no, know, it wasn't really a good idea to get me up somewhere where you're going to, the potential for, for breaking bones was, you know, was going to be quite an, an intrinsic part of the sport. So mm-hmm. I was very tentative. And, that, and then that was all just about confidence building. And like I say, not being thrown into something that was, you know, drops and, you know that kind of thing straight away so by the time I eventually started to do that kind of stuff I'd got confident and just wanted to push the you know push the envelope a little bit more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well that's very interesting because I think one your bike helped you and you know when you got when you got you upgraded your bike that helped you and you got a wee bit more confidence from that but also starting the way you did on the lower trails and stuff I think is very important and a massive massively yeah. important and you know for anybody wanting to get into it um whether they be young old female male whatever doesn't matter you know i think that's an important thing to really take on board um, yeah and, and i think that and i've always found that <clears throat> especially if you bring new people up and you rattle around the green even a few times for someone who's never been on a mountain bike and you pick up a bit of speed, and I still think that people can have as much fun flying around the green as mm-hmm. they can going all the way to the top. The, the two people, the one going up Wolf's Hill and the one wrecking it on the green, are having exactly the same level of fun, mm-hmm. you know, which is, at the end of the day, which is what it should be about, is is enjoying yourself. Not, yeah. not necessarily scaring the life out of yourself so that you never want to do it again. Yeah, no, I, and I think at that really early stage, that's so important. Yep. You know, I've met a few people that um, I've spoken to that have said no, they they wouldn't do it again because the first time they went, and and particularly I suppose more women, their other half has taken them straight up to the top red car park, mm-hmm. first time, and they've just went no, I've never gone back. I'm not interested in going back. It's way out of my comfort zone, and no, and they, and they give up. Yeah, you know, you know, because I think <clears throat> I think it's very easy to 
not realise your own standard of riding. You know, it, it's like that old saying: you never knew you were you were fit until you weren't fit. If that makes sense, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that's very easy to overlook. You, you know, you think, well, well, you know, the red trails up there aren't that hard, and they're not that bad. You know, but from somebody doing it for the first time maybe hasn't been on a bike in years it could be quite a daunting experience even to get up there in the first place yeah you know before you even get onto a trail just to get up the fire road is it's hard going if you like i say if you've never done that kind of thing before and you don't a mountain bike even if you come from road bike and the whole gear setup is different you know you have to get used to how the bike works and 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 get it into your head that the bike's designed to do these things Mm -hmm. you know and you have to kind of let let the bike and, and go with the bike but those are all things that you learn and you don't learn on day one yeah yeah so when you when you got your new bike you got a wee bit more confidence how did that happen did that come gradually over a few days or was it kind of like a, was there a light switch turned on and you were just like wow you know what i i actually enjoy this now can you remember it, that time yeah it, it was actually almost like a light bulb like a light bulb moment the difference in the bike that I'd been riding and <clears throat> again and, and I wasn't necessarily any fitter but the bike weighed substantially less so going up a hill didn't seem to be the big nightmare that it had been trying to you know push this thing up mm-hmm. even I'm just talking up around the the wee hills going up to the green or even up to the to the first part of the blue on in Dava in particular it just seemed easier and it just it fitted me better as well it was a good fit and it, yeah it was very much like a light bulb and I come back and it's still I think at this point we're still only maybe doing the first part of the blue and and down through that full blue loop and yeah it just it was it, it was confidence inspiring that wee bike um <clears throat> so it just gave me the feeling that all right I fit on this and this this works well for me and yeah, it, it was in from one day to the next, very, very different. Mm-hmm. And my whole attitude to, to being on the bike and trying different things completely changed. And that, I think, is, is where everything then changed for me in terms of why I wanted to ride and, you know, going out and being able to do it on my own and not necessarily feeling that I had to have someone with me. And, yeah, it just became easier and more fun, obviously. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So you've been riding now for about three years, did you say? Yeah, about three years. Right, okay. So so that's a good enough time to kind of get into the swing of things, learn a wee bit more about bikes, learn about maybe a bit of technique and, and things like that and get your confidence up. Um, so you have you have definitely rode more places than me, I know, talking to you <laughs> in the past there. Um, so where would your favourite place be? Um, where would your favourite trail be kind of in, in Ireland? Um, in Ireland, I'm a huge fan of Bike Park Ireland. I mean, that right. should be like a walking advertisement for Bike Park Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. And again, the first time I went to Bike Park Ireland, I stuck to the Green Trail. And and they, they have, so there's all the, the trails. I don't know, you haven't been, Gareth? Maybe no, no? I, haven't, I haven't been, no. So all the trails start from the one point. So whether you're doing green, black, blue, reds, it doesn't matter, everybody. And, it, and it's uplift all day long. So you're straight up to the top and you just choose whichever trail you want to come down. Um, <clears throat> and it was great for my confidence in the sense that unlike somewhere like Dava, where by the time you go up to the spring trail, you might do it another one time. 
or you go all the way up to the top and you do big jig or big wig jig, you mightn't go back up again because it's a massive effort. So you you don't get the opportunity to do repeat, repeat, repeat. Mm-hmm. Where in Bike Park Island, you could get 15 uplifts, ride the same trail 15 times one after the other. And your skill level just improves hugely um, from the first time you go down it to the 10th run down it. So from that point of view, the advantage of repeat and being able to repeat is is really good, especially for anybody who wants to kind of expand their skills. Um, the guys down there are so friendly, great food, great range of trails. Um, I've done Ballyhoor as well, but I'm not a big XC fan, so it's very much like an XC, um, big distances and um, stuff like that. But yeah, Bike Park Ireland would, would be my, my favourite would be your go-to and do you yep. have to do you have to book into that um anytime i've never booked online we've just kind of mm. racked up um they they don't open until a wednesday and we tend to because i work part-time so i can kind of go midweek um so you're never in too much of a danger of it being being booked out i'd say the weekends can go get quite busy if you wanted to book um book those i would do it online um but they have the opportunity to, you can hire a bike. So if you're maybe riding a, your own bike, it's a great opportunity to try something else. Wow. You might want to feel like it, what it's like to ride a downhill bike or, you know, a bigger travel enduro mm-hmm. bike. So that's all, you know, that's all available there as well. Wow. And what do they kind of carry? Do you know off the top of your head? Is it good stuff? Like, um, Yeah, a lot of um, Kona Precepts would be their, um, the biggest or the most popular bike that they would that they would have but they they have kids bikes as well they've got a massive kids or a massive pump track they've got like a kids skill skills area too so it's sort of in all levels family you know everything yeah and so, what kind of ability level have you seen down there Audrey? is it okay for somebody to go down there that's maybe only been riding a year or 18 months? oh absolutely absolutely it's like there are kids go go down with their mums and dads you know down green trails and by the time they're finished they've you know they've moved on to a blue and got a little bit braver um i've seen groups of guys groups of girls um guys on you know the you know the the cheapest bike to the most expensive bike Mm -hmm. it's you know and the only thing that they have mandatory down there is the full face helmet but you can hire you can hire one Right, um, right. but yeah all all levels all abilities but i would challenge anyone to walk away saying they haven't learned something by the time they've come away yeah and what um what trails are you riding down there um all of them except the new black i haven't had a chance to get on the new black run yet but the my favorite is they have a new blue jumps trail um but everything on the jumps trails are, are totally rollable right so anybody can anybody can do them um then they've got so the the green trail is like a little family one similar to dava um but just a little bit narrower um there's a an old blue trail which is a bit more like what we would have in dava like stream trail meets ragley kind of thing right okay um and then they've quite a steep red jumps trail which is just an upper level once you've wrecked around the blue and are a bit more confident then it's just like the red the red jumps is like the blue on speed well well, that's awesome you know because if you're doing a trail for the first time and you go to hit a jump you don't want to find out when you're three quarters of the way up it that it's a gap jump yeah no there's not no (laughs) 
they keep those strictly for there's only I think there only is one gap jump jump on the black and that's that's it. Everything else is you can take it as far or as easy as you want. Yeah, awesome. Well, that sounds good. Well, you've really you've really promoted that to me now, so I'm really keen to go. <laughs> do go do. Brilliant. So, what um, or how many times would you be out in the bike each week? Um, as much as I can. Um, this week it's been so. I was up this week, Saturday, Sunday, and today. So I try to get up three times if I can. Wow, it's not always good. possible, but at least at least twice. Yeah. It's, well, I, um, you know. I actually haven't been out on the bike since the last time I seen you there. Right. Well, there's where you have to back out again. It's not yeah. always easy, you know, no. to, to get the time to to do it and and to do it right. Um, and I still live. It's it's the guts of an hour for me to get there. You know, so it is a long, it's, you know, it's your whole day, practically. Um, so it's it's the same, it's not much further for me to go to Castle Well and there it is mm-hmm. to go to the Hava. But um, it's just my favourite favorite place, I suppose. But I road bike as well, which is uh, usually a Sunday, so I'm out on a Sunday on the road if I'm not up mm-hmm. the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where would you call your, your home trail? Oh, Dava, definitely. Definitely Dava. Yeah. What's your favourite trail on Dava? Stream trail, without a doubt. Yeah. Without yeah, a doubt. Okay. Yeah, cool. <laughs> it, it used to be, you know, when I was still learning up there, I used to love Ragley. Ragley mm. was my favourite. Um, but, yeah, stream trail is just superb. And I know people who, who love it. And, again, it's rideable at, at pretty much every level. You yeah. know, you can do it as slowly or as, as quickly as you like. But I love getting a good blast down that. Ah, it's it's very confidence inspiring. Definitely. Yeah, good. So, do you read any mountain bike magazines or watch any YouTube channels, anything like that? Not really. Um, no, I would dip into it. Like if I was searching for stuff, I like watching races. I like watching downhill races and stuff like that. So I just kind of YouTube um, video, just YouTube them, um, Google search them, um, GM, BM, occasionally. Right, okay, um, and yeah. then the mountain bike global mountain work, bike network um, mm-hmm. occasionally, but no, not really. Um, Neil, my other half, the house is coming down with mountain bike magazines, so I would flick yeah, through okay. them, but it's all ads, <laughs> so yeah. it's mainly ads, but no, not really. I'd rather ride than read about it. Yeah, no, I'm the same. You can get caught up in a lot of that stuff, you know, and um, before you know it, you've wasted a couple hours. That's it, you know. And you're still lusting after that twelve grand bike that you know you're never going to buy. <laughs> I do like I do like watching the uh, bike reviews. I, I do enjoy. Yes, that. I do as well. I do I do read a lot of the reviews and things that would be the most interesting, the most interesting part. But most of those magazines are about forty percent at least adverts, if not more. <laughs> so yeah, it just yeah. gives you bike envy, and you know, you just go in the credit cards now been expanded, you know, more and more. Ah, exactly. Yeah, it's very easy to do. So, Audrey, have you travelled outside Ireland anywhere to um, ride? Just over to Glentress in Scotland. Well, all of the seven stains pretty much in, in Scotland. So I've um, been over a few times to Glentress and did Carotry and maybe and Dalby and, and those around there. I think the only one out of that lot I haven't done is Inner Nathan, but I think that's because it's a full-on, you know, championship downhill track which isn't really my level <laughs> <laughs> i know when to stay away but glentress is awesome 
yeah you enjoy it yeah it's really good um so but it's you need to go over for a few days it's you know the ferry can be expensive and accommodation and things like that but yeah that that's sort of the only place that i've been away to there's loads that i love that i'd like to do bike park wheels this year that's mm-hmm. kind of the plan for this year but we'll see yeah very good and would you do that with friends um generally just neil and myself um right. go over but we don't it's the same with Davo. we don't ride together he's much more um agile and fitter and faster than me so he goes do, does his thing and I go do my thing and we meet back at the car park. Oh, well, it's, it's not a bad way of doing it, really. <laughs> yeah, I like I like both. I like riding with a group of people, but I do like sort of kind of going off on a, a solitary. So it's a, it's a, it's a great headspace um, reliever, you know. It's, it's, it's great to just be outside and alone with your own head for a while. Yeah, no, certainly. Um, so fill me in on the Ladies Saturday Morning Club you kind of run there. How did that all come about and what is it? Um, that, that's just a group of girls. Well, there's, it's not. It's expanded now to, we have PC um, in our ranks as well. So we have um, guy, a couple of guys come up as well. We um, ride together in Karen Wheeler's Road Bike Club. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. So, uh, but I, I'm sort of the the one that's been always kind of talking about getting up to Dava and stuff like that. And, and because I love it so much and, I want, you know, I want more people to enjoy it. So there's already a lot of the guys in the club that do mountain bike, but they're at the level where, you know, no beginners are going to be comfortable. So I just started asking the girls if they fancied coming up, just especially in winter when it's maybe not as easy to get out on the roads. Um, so, the, yeah, that's kind of where it started. So the road, uh, the road club goes out on a Sunday and then we go up on a, a Saturday morning. Sometimes we do more talking than riding, and we have lots of coffee and cake. But it's <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a very social. I can, we're all different levels. Some people come on faster than others, but we all kind of stick together as a group. Um, and it, it's it's really about building confidence and and getting out and doing something that yesterday scared the life out of you, but today you you smashed it and. There's always somebody going to be there to give you a massive pat on the back and a woohoo. And <laughs> so, you know, so we've, we've got a, a good few. It's different numbers every week, but there's maybe eight to ten of us in total when we get out in one in one group. And they're just, it's it's just, a, it's about confidence, really, you know. So we've, we've been going away while now and we're getting more and more by the, by the week. Brilliant. And would you... Would you be taking girls up there that haven't done it before, for instance? None of them had ever done it before. Oh, really? Not once, no. Right, wow, wow. So, so never had mountain biked, <laughs> never sat they, on a mountain bike. Wow, had they an interest in it from the nope. side of just, just being on the road or no, nothing at all? No interest in it, just really being on the, um, they'd been on the road bikes. A couple of them had hybrid bikes and things like that, so we just went up and started um, the same thing. You can take a hybrid around the green and the blue, and and that's kind of where it was born. And then they just started to get interested in in acquiring, uh, you know, a decent mountain bike to get out and, and explore it more. I think the problem with you know as as women and it's it's that kind of fear of oh who could I go with or like I said earlier, a lot of girls end up going out with their other halves. Yeah. And which I had started with Neil and yeah, he, he nursed me around for a while, but then, it, you know, you, you're left to your own devices after a while and 
you see guys out with girls and it's great because they're, they're a, a lot of them are, are staying at the level of the girlfriends who maybe haven't done it so much and but it's, it's good to go out with a group of other girls you know and where you're not kind of maybe needing needing feeling the need to push the boundaries so much mm-hmm. that you, you know there's no expectation of you know being being able to do it or being you know having to kind of show that you're you've got skills and stuff like that it's more for us it's about developing those skills yeah. and sort of building them to where you're you're confident you know started on the green when i up at stream trail um radley christmas tree um and ready now to go up to some of the top reds mm-hmm. and that's been relatively quick because there's no there's no pressure there's no we're not time bound and you know the ones that are a bit more experienced are happy to to guide the ones who are a little less experienced you know so it's it's a good um group dynamic that we have going on and somebody's always the new person's always responsible for cake that is the only <laughs> rule we have <laughs> so it's fantastic so, it's uh, so good the fun. more members you get the better uh... well that's it uh, more cake and better cake uh-huh. so have some of the girls then went ahead bought mountain bikes and, st- and bought gear things like that yep absolutely wow. so we're all now um one has just gone got her first full sauce so she's been riding her a hardtail for about eight months um, and just felt ready to, although I'm always kind of pushing them to get to get new bikes. I'm known as the bike fairy because I'll, I'll be on the lookout for them for particular bikes. But yeah, one of the girls is just up under her first full suspension and she has noticed immediately the, the improvement. And just again in confidence, the confidence that the bike gives her. Um, the girl I was up with today, um, she has, we got her a wee giant anthem about three months ago so mm-hmm. she's loving that and she's gone up she wouldn't have as much experience on the trails but she's gone up and riding around fire roads and dava and loving every minute of it and if she fancies doing a trail one day she will if she doesn't she's not bothered you know yeah. so yeah they've got they've moved on and and just little bits of um, i'm big into to wearing protection i know a lot of people aren't but with my um sort of accident history i do wear you've probably seen me i look like robocop <laughs> when I'm kind of wear everything and um so they're just you know I, I had enough stuff from yeah. x purchases so you know they borrowed x you know gear that I had been using you know, and then decided you know they were able to try out different knee pads and, and elbow guards and stuff like that until they decided what kind of suited them and what they want to do or what you know what they'd want to ride with and yeah, yeah it's again it's all about confidence and knowledge and and having someone you know to show you you know what's available and what you know what works so i've gone yeah. through enough protective gear to know what doesn't <laughs> well you know you will not you probably won't remember this but the first time i actually met you and dava i came around the corner my mate was standing there and was shouting at me to stop you were lying on the trail and you're <gasps> was, on a was that you that was that, me oh my god yeah i would think i was making cut it sounded like a cow giving birth or something that was that was yeah that was a bad bad crash <laughs> yeah and you will you will never believe it that last day i was speaking to you uh-huh. i came off at that very same corner you're joking no and that's what kind of twigged me onto that again i came off at that very same corner and you know what it is i think you, i i was too relaxed i was that's exactly what i was doing exactly yeah and it was it was a trail that I used to 
terrifying me. I actually call that part of it nemesis because <laughs> whenever I started to write it, I had to walk down it. I just got off at the top and walked down and then one day I just did it as you do and thought what was all the fuss about? That wasn't too bad. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, you just get a little bit cocky and it's it's coming to the end as well. You've been, you've yeah. done everything and you're kind of coming closer to the end. But, oh, yeah, you guys saved me that day. I was Was that Neil was with you? That it day? was. He came down behind because yeah. yeah, we right. hadn't been riding together and you, you were with me on the ground. And I think you've uh-huh. got him warned to, to stop. And his poor face when he saw me in my usual position of lying on the ground, <laughs> born. <laughs> yeah, but fair play, you got up. There was, and we seen you in the car park afterwards, and you were a hundred percent. And yeah, yeah, uh, you, you were chatting to me about bikes and things like that. Because um, <laughs> at that time, believe it or not, my girlfriend had just started mountain biking, and she was going up Dava on like a bike you would take to the shops. Yes. Um, with no tread, no nothing, V brakes, uh, you know, you know the the completely yep. wrong bike. Um, and she, it, it's very interesting. But when she got a proper mountain bike, um, her confidence went through the roof too. That's it. Yeah. And loves it so much. That's but that's so, brilliant. Mm-hmm, um, because mm-hmm. it's so easy to quit when you haven't got a you know a bike that works yeah. there. You just go, well, no, this is no fun, and you know it's, it's too hard and. Yeah, it it does make a massive difference. I'm glad she's still still biking. I'm sure you're a good coach, are you? Are you well, patient? <laughs> uh, so I would like to say yes, um, but she's she's doing all the Dava now. Oh well, then she um, doesn't need coaching. No problem, and she's done Castle Wellen with me. Um, you know, so she's done. I know Castle Ward doesn't. You wouldn't mm-hmm. really call it, but it's it's really nice and flowy, and you can be as fast as you want. I have um, never been. I, that's a, that's one to add to the list. Yeah, do it because you know most people will say that's not a mountain bike course, and maybe it's not. But you know what? It's it's different. There's open field areas in it. There's forested areas. I, I really enjoyed it. It's really flowy, really smooth and cool. And I think, you know, for you to take your girls' group down there would be awesome. Yeah, that that's that the kind of thing, good. especially if someone is is maybe that little bit more nervous of yeah, you know, of, of going out for the first time. That's that's ideal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I don't you know, think it's you know I know people say that about oh it's not real mountain biking or it's not proper mountain biking, but if you're on a you know it's it's like the people who will only ride natural trails or will only ride mm-hmm. trail centres. You know, there's there isn't really a hierarchy of mountain biking. If you're on a bike and you're up a mountain. Or off the road, yeah. then you're, you know, you're mountain biking. No, that's it. And you, you know, Castle Ward is got great facilities and everything else there, so you can make a really good day of it. You know. Well, that's it. We're always looking because that's what I'm saying to the girls at the minute of you know going going somewhere else. And Castle Wellen was one of the ones on you know on the list because again, mm-hmm. I think there's something there for everybody as well. You know, you can yeah. that that little blue trail is still my favourite. You know, even yeah. if you just go on up the, the reds, but you could run around that all day. So, yeah, it's good to have different places to ride and it puts you out of your comfort zone as well. So mm-hmm. it's always good yeah. to do that. Yeah, cool. Well, when you're on the podcast here, I want to ask you, what advice would you give to a female rider wanting to get started in mountain biking? And what do you think is the most important thing? I think because I, I asked the, my, the girls sort of about this and, and I think the having someone to go with is a, is a big thing. And there are loads of Facebook groups 
um, and things like that. There's ladies who shred, although they're they're mainly based in the south. But I got connected with a girl from Canada, and we ended up riding the gap through it. Right. Wow. Um, so there's you know there there are things like that. There's muddy butts, which is for the you know girls that would be more down around the the Tullymore Donard area. So it's kind of reach out and and they're always really welcoming. Um, yeah. If you can find a group like that, um, if not, some of the if if girls are on road bikes, there's usually an element within the club that will have a mountain bike division or chat to the other girls in the club. But do it. Don't let I think don't let fear be the thing that stops you from doing it because yeah. you know yourself it can be as fearful or you know as easy as you you want it to be. But I, th- I think, and, and honestly, I do think a bike makes a difference. And people who say it doesn't, like you've shown me, it made a difference to your girlfriend yeah. and it made a huge difference to me. So I, I think if you take advice on, on what kind of bike and, and even take that advice from other girls who ride bikes, um, mm-hmm. because they, you know, they'll be able to give you sort of a first, a first hand, although I don't ride a female specific mountain bike, but things like lightness for me was was a huge element when, for me deciding on, on what kind of bike I wanted to ride. Um, I knew that, that that had to be light, and I learned that through experience. So talk to girls who do mountain bike. They are, you know, they are out there. But yeah. some of those groups are worth looking and, and joining, even if you're not intending on going out riding with them. There's loads of really good sound advice on there. And everyone's on Facebook, so it's a good place yeah. to start. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I've had a few people on the podcast from whistler or there thereabouts in canada and obviously it's very different over there um and they they have been chatting and i asked them the same question and they were chatting about it but they have ladies clubs and all there they have ladies skill classes and Mm -hmm. so it's set up very different there you can just roll up and you can you know you can enroll for a class and they take you out round and, and coaching the coaching's very good apparently and stuff like that something maybe we're lacking a wee bit in here uh, I, I agree like you say there's elements for it there there's other there's other avenues that you can source it definitely and it's kind of if it's something that you had been thinking about then you know then do the search and do the research look i was uh, you know look for it i was lucky that i was already connected to someone who rode a mountain bike so that made a big difference but um, there are loads of um, groups. I think Steps up in Draperstown had um, a mountain bike course uh, that they were running, and it was female-specific. And I think women do like that a lot. For me, it wasn't such a big issue riding with guys, but they do tend to be faster uphill, and I don't like keeping people back and stuff like that. Well, faster than me. Um, and I think one of the things, speaking to my girlfriends, is that, yeah, feeling that needing that little bit of coaching or just feeling that you know, there was other people there at the same level as you were and not yeah. necessarily trying to force you to, to run before you can walk. Um, yeah. But it, if, if you're up around, I've met girls up around Ava who are up maybe with their families, their husband's gone out cycling and they've got the kids in the play park and you get chatting and then the next thing they want, oh, where can you hire bikes? I'd love to, you know, we'd love to ride up here. It'd be, yeah. it'd be great. And so we don't have a... a, a bike hire as such up in Dava which would be a, a great addition I think if people could you know maybe go a group of girls on a Sunday go right come on we'll go up for to Dava hire bikes and see what the crack is mm-hmm. but we don't yeah. really have you have to do a lot of advanced booking and and that kind of thing and it can work out quite expensive too 
That's true. That's true. And it's very, you know, that that's really interesting point you put across there that girls can feel that they can go into an environment not feel intimidated by a level thing because if you are researching online and you're looking at videos online, everybody rips. That's you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so you're maybe going up there and thinking that all the guys, because the gear looks great, everything, mm-hmm. all the bo- they have all the right gear, that everybody rips. But that's not the case. It's not, as we you all know. know. Yeah. You know. And a lot of guys that you see, yes, they've got great bikes and they've got all the gear on, but they maybe only have been biking for a year. That's it. But you could put me on you know. the most expensive bike out there, but it won't make me a better rider. You know, it's 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 not going to. So, Ed, you know, I think everybody that I know has first gone up there has gone up on a hybrid. Mm-hmm. You know, and and has kind of progressed from from there. You know, I don't know very many people who've gone out and spent a couple of grand and well, no one actually did that. <laughs> <laughs> and spent crazy money on a bike, but had never actually been on a mountain bike before. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you don't need all the gear. There is that kind of thing that. You can't go out. You can go out in a pair of trainers and you know yeah. a hoodie and and have as much fun, you know. And I think that I think the mountain bike community is quite good that way and in a different way than road bikers are. I don't really from mountain biking get a, get a sense of sort of bike snobbery or um, gear snobbery or anything like that. I don't I don't see that at all. Well, and definitely not up in in Dava. There might you know everybody's kind of interested in what people are riding. Um, but I don't think it's from a a show off kind of point of view. I yeah. think it's much yeah. more. Oh, that's a really cool bike, man! You know, tell me about and talk. They enjoy talking about their bikes, but not in a kind of one-upmanship sort of way, which you can find mm-hmm. on the road quite a bit. So it's yeah, because you know, yeah, the last thing you want to do is slag somebody for being on a hard tail and then they pass you on the trail. Exactly. You know, so. <laughs> well, even on the road like that, I remember doing the lap of the lock on the road bike. It was one of the first longest sportives I'd done. And there's like guys with their, you know, five, six grand S-Works, you know, all gear. And a guy in Toon came out of the public toilets. So we were stopped for a cup of tea across the road and a guy came out on, I, I'd say it must have been like a 1980s bike with, you know, the gears in the, in the top tube. Uh-huh. Uh, and we had a plastic bag tied around his saddle and clips on it, bicycle clips on his trousers. And he jumped on to what came past, which was an A-group racing group. And he just jumped on and he was perfectly comfortable. Yeah. You know, it's it's the legs uh, at the end yeah. of the day, you know. Exactly. And, and and it's like we chatted about a wee bit earlier. Once you get to a stage, I think, that you're enjoying it and you know that this is something you'd like to keep doing, then you can look at upgrading bikes and look at getting proper equipment. And Absolutely. Which will I think only you enhance start, your enjoyment. Yeah, and I think at that stage you start to know what you want from a bike and what you know, yeah. what you need the bike to do, where before you ride, you really don't you throw about any kind of bike at me and I wouldn't have a notion until I'd ridden it of what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so horses for yeah. courses. Yeah, so tell us what bike you're riding at the moment then. I am riding an Ibis Mojo SL. Um, that's pretty much just the frame now that's left of it. I've built the rest of it up. Well, I haven't personally built it, but... Um, you know, it's built it up exactly how I want it. Um, I haven't had it that long, so I'm still getting used to, to riding it. I had a little anthem before that, uh, which I loved and I kind of regret selling. But oh, really? it was a, just such a weapon of a wee bike. Um, and I sold it to a girl in Donegal who keeps sending me photographs 
of all the brilliant times she's having out on the bike. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, she came sending photos going that we were up such and such today and the bike was brilliant and uh, you know, which is great to know that your bike has gone on to to someone who's really, really enjoying it. But the, yeah. the mojo it's still it's a it's a much burlier bike than than what I'm used to. So um, that was me just getting ahead of myself, thinking I needed more suspension and I needed blah blah blah, as you do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I love. Uh, you know, if you have it, you've got it. So. Well, that's it, and I love it. You know. I do I absolutely love it, um, and it's got everything. There's nothing that I could change on it, or would want to change on it now to to make it a different bike or anything. So I'm I'm happy until something else takes me takes my fancy. Yeah, and what did you upgrade on it, or what did you change? Everything. When I bought it, wow. I bought it. I'd, I'd been looking for a, a, a mojo for about two years, but they're virtually impossible to get in a small frame. They're all right. medium and larger, yeah. so it wasn't that easy, and I'd kind of given up. But just saw one in Scotland on Gumtree, and the girl was great. She shipped it over, um, and I wanted to keep my... I have um, wheels, American classic wheels from the Anthem that I wanted to keep, but it turned out the forks didn't fit the, oh, the wheels, yeah. so... And I didn't want her big heavy wheels, so I then bought new forks. But then it turned out the forks were tapered, and my bike won't take a tapered steer. And I was in touch with Hope to try and get a, a cup, but it doesn't work with that particular bike. So I bought a set of pikes that didn't fit, so I had to send them back. And eventually got a set of forks. Um, yeah, so I got my own wheels on, got new forks, um, new bars, and I just put a one by on it there at Christmas. So wow. okay. there's very little left that was original. I think the rear shock and the frame, that's it. Oh, and, and the dropper post, I kept it. Mm-hmm. So that's about all that's, that was um, that, that the original bike was. But yeah, it's a great wee bike. What one by did you I go went for? for XTF 30 on the front um, and 46 on the back, which I'm thinking of up into 50. And then somebody right. was t- trying to convince me to go for an oval on the front, but I don't know. Oh, right, okay. It's not. It's yeah. something I don't have any experience of, and I don't really know what uh, what way it would work. But um, there's always something new to try, and always something. Somebody's always going, "Oh, but this, but you should try this, and you should try that." So, uh, as she's sitting at the minute, I could still wish. I always think I could need another gear. You know, always. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. It'll be an e-bike next. Uh, oh well now that's another conversation (laughs) Um, so if money was no option no option at all what bike do you think you would go for I don't really I I think I would probably just go for a a newer version of what I have and even if that I don't know what more I could want on a bike to be honest it would be lovely to have a really good looking Santa Cruz Juliana World Cup that would be really, really nice. Yeah. But yeah. They, they weigh 15 kilos. And I know what that would do to me going up. Yeah, and what's your bike weighing then? It's just coming in at about 11. Right. Well, just over bike. 11, you know. And I'm five foot two, and it's, it's an, that's a lot of weight to shift up a hill. Some people, it doesn't make any difference. But back to my injuries again, I have two, I had two hip replacements in the last two years. Total oh, hip no. replacements. So it's, for me... It's that extra weight really grinds on on my hips, uh-huh. especially yeah. when you're climbing. So for me, that was one of the, the main reasons why I, I needed the bike to be to be light. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. then that, that's just kind of filtered down into 
limiting my search to what I can, you know, what I can go for. But, um, you know, when you get up into tens of thousands of pounds and you can buy it, what's the new, I can't even remember, is it the new Hope bike that weighs something silly, like about five and a half kilos? Probably that uh, one. Yeah, yeah, could be. That probably that. <laughs> I'd say if money was no object, yeah, I'd probably buy that. Yeah, um, well, let's let's deviate a wee bit from that because you mentioned injuries there. Let's talk a wee bit about that because um, I'm sure that is something that also hinders females getting involved is the chance of injury. So how do you deal with that personally yourself? Um, I think that, I think because I've had so many of them, it, it well, I was at a point, at one point, that I thought I just can't be doing stuff that puts me in danger anymore. It's just, it's too much. But I don't think you can stop. You know, if, if that's the fear that's making you not do something, you can get injured walking on a footpath. You can, you know, life is the very nature of getting out of bed in the morning, set you up for potential you know th- things that can potentially really really hurt you so it's for me I kind of got had to get my head around that and yeah I've had a few broken ribs and the, the most I've really got that day you got me I was I can't even remember if, I think my ribs were sore for about three or four weeks after that the day that you came wow. across me but okay. I do um I think you can minimize injury by being sensible and wearing wearing protection you know, the, the knee guards that I, the, I the lovely little troily knee and shins that, you know, they have taken so many um, impacts that I know if I wasn't wearing them, I could be talking about wrecked kneecaps. You know, the same with my elbows, same with shoulder padding. You know, we watched a guy, or we didn't watch him, but a couple of weeks ago, I think was it the same day you were up, a guy um, came off, had come up from Emmyvale and totally destroyed his shoulder on the stream trail we go back to the car park and the the ambulance was there and i you know i just wonder could some protection on your shoulders have maybe prevented that from being so severe so i i do wear i wear hip protectors under my shorts obviously because i can't afford to dislocate or crack um uh hip i wear a full face helmet which i was kind of resistant to at the start i thought god it's just ridiculous wrecking around the ground in a full face helmet and Neil was, <laughs> was saying to me, yeah, well, you're looking an awful lot more ridiculous with no teeth in your head. So it's up to yeah, you, you know. There's trees on green rocks. Well, <laughs> the amount of times I've crashed there too. <laughs> but um, you can crash in the car park, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's that simple. So I think you can, you can minimise, obviously not fully, you know, unless you're going to wrap yourself in bubble wrap. But I think you can be sensible about it. I've seen people going up. There's a, a notorious video on, on YouTube of um, Wolf's Hill and a guy kept coming off and he just had he'd nothing on his elbows or anything like that and, and he did himself serious damage and wearing some kind of elbow protection would have prevented that or minimised it, at, yeah. you know, at the very worst. So, um, But it, it's, it comes down to you can't live your life in fear all the time of everything. Because it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to get behind the wheel of a car, in that you know in that sense, or climb a ladder, or you know, climb up on a ladder to clean windows. You just you wouldn't do it. So you kind of have to, um, sort of be ra- be rational about it and and risk assess, 
you know yeah and i i i'm i'm still the kind of person if it's outside my comfort zone um you know i'm happy to get off and walk down it i'll i'll save it for another day you know yeah it's it's working so far yeah and that's it and i think you know I think if you obviously to push yourself and get better, you you need to do things maybe a wee bit outside your comfort zone. But Absolutely. if it's putting you off doing it, why bother? You know, you're there to. We're none of us are pro riders. You know, we're just there to have a bit of fun, enjoy ourselves, get out into nature, and um, have a bit of a social get together. So why make that something scary that it really shouldn't be exactly you know if it, if it is too much for you and, and i would say it to anybody you know if it, it your gut is a really good thing your gut is there for a reason and if your gut's saying not today then don't do it today <laughs> and i'll yeah. like i say that bit where you came across me for for weeks i walked down that i was just having none of it it was just and that's that's not looking back on it now that is not a difficult or technical or particularly hard part of the trail mm. but for someone at that time who was very inexperienced that was that might as well have been most hell or you know anything else like that might as well be mega mission or whatever for me it was that fear was very real but then mm. there, there comes a day when you do it because you've got better yeah. your skills have improved your confidence is up and you know you can do it yeah so that's a good point so from some day of, of uh your background with your injuries um and, and, and bits and pieces like that how did you overcome that then? How did you make yourself go down that? I, I really, I don't know. I think of, you know, I, you just, there just comes a point where you just, you do have to just do it. If, you know, and it's for yourself, you, you kind of have to, you say, you know, feel the fear, but do it anyway. But I think that only came at a point where I was already, I already knew, I'd, I'd spent some time doing some of the, sk- the skills track up at Dava. I'd spent a good time. Neil took me up with a camera <laughs> or my phone and did, you know, the rock rolls and things like that and the drop-offs, and he was g- kind of coaching me on them, but he videoed mm-hmm. each time I did it, and we, he looked at body position and looked at, you know, what what why you crashed that time, you know, and why you didn't crash. So that For me, that was a really useful tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so after, because I'd been crashing quite a lot and having injuries, I thought, well, look, maybe just knock knock the trails on the head for a second or two and work on some basic skills. And once you're comfortable doing that, then it will change things. And it definitely did for me, you know. So um, I, I think the skills track up there is is not used as much as it should. It yeah. should be. It's no. not, A lot of people don't even know it's there. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I think I was up maybe 10 or 12 times before yeah. I knew it was there. Well, that's it. It's, it's not really signposted. People see the pump no. track and, and don't really see what's behind it. But mm-hmm. to do that at the start before you go out is a really good way, first to warm up, to get you the blood flowing and, and get your muscles warmed up so you're not as wrecked when you, you head into it. Yeah. But it refreshes those skills that you maybe haven't been out, especially if you haven't been out in a while. It's, it's a good place to go. So, yeah, I think... I think um, spending time honing some skills is definitely a, and another way to 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 get rid of the fear because you go well I've yeah. done, I've just done that you know I've just done that on the skills track and this is just translating it up here as Neil used to say to me like once you do a rock roll then it doesn't really matter what size it is the technique's exactly the same mm-hmm. so yeah, you know point. you just you learn to do that drop drop offs are the same once you've got the technique of doing it 
it's exactly the same wherever you go. Um, so, yeah, practice, practice, practice. I wouldn't say I'm particularly any good. I think I'm Rachel Atherton, you know, in my head. <laughs> in my head, when I'm bombing down Streamfield, that's, you know, this is a world championship run. But, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you, you just you just build your skills. It's like anything. You learned to walk as a kid. You fell down a lot, but it didn't stop you getting up again. And, and there was always somebody there to catch you and somebody to encourage you to get up and do it again. And it's like yeah. that. It's like learning to do anything, learning to drive. You know, you just, you just do yeah. it. Yeah, it was like somebody said to me, I can't remember who now, but um, they said, to get better, don't upgrade your bike, upgrade your skills. Yeah, well, that's yeah, that's exactly, basically it, yeah. Upgrade your skills and, and spending some time doing things that you might think are, are silly, you know, you know, just getting over the back of the bike in the car park, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and just practicing moves like that. Um, there's everything up in that skills park. There's berms, there's drops, there's rock gardens, there's rock rolls, there's, you know, there's everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you're able to blast around and do all that, then, you know, yeah, you, you can go up and, and do harder stuff. But I think, yeah, if we had a bit of signage up there, it would it would help. I think it would, yeah, you're right. Okay, well, we'll maybe make something ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Skills area, we have a big flag. Yeah. Skills track. Yeah. So what is your favourite piece of kit? What do you love the most? What What would you advise people check out or have a look at? I have just got, I have loads of pieces, favourite pieces of kit. I really, really love the, the Troilly um, knee shins and elbow forearm guards that I wear because they're really, really light. I don't know which model they are but I can find out but I've always suffered with really cold hands and wow okay you know, interesting reason. because I do and my girlfriend does as well we have rain odds oh same here so it's, right, it's okay. a curse and especially it's not so bad when I'm out on my own because I'm not stopping as much but going out with our group and we'll stop at the stream trail for like 10 minutes chatting and you cool down so fast so I bought a pair of brisker 100% brisker gloves the best 20 quid, 20 quid, best really? 20 quid okay. I've ever spent. I've done the seal skin so- socks, no good. Seal skins gloves, no good. These are brilliant. And wow. I have not had Reynolds. I've had them about two months now. I've not had a case of Reynolds. And that's been up there in the snow. Yeah, and what are them gloves made out of? Are they, uh, I couldn't tell you. They're, they're like a... They're not super tight, but they're not really thick like a lot of winter gloves. So yeah. you, you can still really feel the bars and you can, you know, your hands can move, but they're not super tight. Um, yeah. They have like a windproof um, front. The the top of them is, okay. is very windproof, almost like a, a scuba, I would say, but it's not. It's very hard to describe. But right, they're, they're really, really comfortable and they're they're super warm without getting in the way because I wear wrist guards as well. It's another uh, protection mm-hmm. that I wear and they have saved me serious amount of times yeah. and a lot of winter gloves the wrist guards won't go on over them but they do yeah. on the brisker gloves yeah that's cool because uh, you maybe noticed when i ran into you the last time i was out but i was wearing my snowboarding gloves aye and how are they <laughs> well they're too chunky yes. you know what i mean that's they're, it they're just they're just too chunky they keep me warm that's fine um but yeah you if you got into a sticky situation where you needed a break quickly you could find yourself going straight on yeah you know <laughs> yeah well definitely check out the brisker ones because they're not um they're definitely not big there's i'm wearing a small man's we don't have a female version of them and the small man's are slightly too big but they're nothing that you can't 
you know, nothing that I can't deal with. They don't stop me breaking or mm. changing gear or anything like that. Cool. Thin enough to not really notice that you're wearing them. Um, so they're my they're my favourite. And the new Fox Flex Air shorts that a friend a friend gave, got me a voucher from Chain Reaction and I bought them in the sale. <laughs> I would never have paid full price for them, but they're just really super flexy, so you can move around and the the dirt just seems to bounce off them. They're not oh, waterproof okay. or anything, but I was out in the rain and the rain didn't hold them at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those would be my, my favourite pieces of kit. But I love everything I have. I'm a bit obsessed ah. when it comes to the jerseys. <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we could all go that way. Um, but I'm going to try and get some MTB Tribe ones made up. So I Oh, can't, yeah. I can't afford to be going buy another brand. No, you can't. Be, you know. Well, I'll take one of those off your hands there. I shall proudly yeah, wear them. That's grand. Yeah, well, that, that's fine. I'll get you one of those, certainly. What's on your bucket list as far as mountain biking goes, then? Um, I think I'd love to go over to, to Morzine and Leger. I think that would mm-hmm. be kind of a, a goal for maybe, if not this summer, then possibly next summer. Everybody, apparently, you just have to go to Whistler. That's the, yeah. the place to be. Um, I don't know if it might be a bit too pro for me. I don't know. I haven't really looked at whether there's, there's kind of medium sort of intermediate, much intermediate riding there, but I'd definitely, yeah. definitely like to go um, to Morzine, I think would be the mm-hmm. first two. And Bike Park Wales, for absolute. Um, yeah. But it's planning all these things and financing all these things. <laughs> so I make it. Well, this is it. This is it, isn't it? They just win the lottery and travel the world with my bike. <laughs> friends are talking about yeah. doing, it doesn't appeal to me, but friends are talking about doing the Camino de Santiago on mountain bikes. Right, wow. Probably How far is that? I, I don't know. There's over, the one that they were looking at, there's 15 stages. Um, but you can do you can do as many or as little as you like. Most people walk the Camino, but a lot of people are now doing it on bikes. But it seems like a lot of cycling on tarmac and, and up mountains and not an awful lot coming down them. So I don't know if it's kind of oh. my... Uh, on my day, I'll come, go and come on, we're all going to go and cycle the Camino de Santiago. <laughs> um, no, when I, if I'm going to Europe on my bike, it's probably going to be to, to Morzine for some lift up the hill and bomb down it. Yeah, well, I think... You know, if it was me, I would certainly like to do something like that, something a bit different. Oh, sorry. You know. Oh, you okay? Um, I know you can do that at Bike Park Ireland, get the uplifts and all, but that's the way I would want to go if I was doing a holiday, I think. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, um, something you can't get at home almost, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that, that's it. You know, we, we don't have the scope or the height. We don't have the altitude mm. for a start to do that kind of thing. Um so I think it would just be, it's like everything, it's something new to do, something different to do. And and I think if you're going with someone, like if it, if it was myself and Neil were going, I think there's enough to, to kind of tickle everybody. You know, you get to, to do a mixture of whatever you want. And um, like the way that we do with most places that we go, we find things that we like and, you know, the other person will like other things. And, and that's fine. And, you know, off you go and, and explore. Yeah. Yeah, no, sounds awesome, and do plan it. <laughs> you do is you just you just put it in your diary. Get a week, put it in your diary, and start saving for it. Book it, book the flights, book it. Yeah. And then you will have to you will have to get the dough for That's it. That's it. Once you've booked it, <laughs> but it's the the problem I'm having with it at the minute is how long do you go for? Because Bike Park Ireland after 
two and a half full days in Bike Park Ireland, my legs are done, you know, like really done, even though you're getting an uplift the whole time. Yeah. So it's, well, maybe just book a week, ride a couple of days and, and see around. Take the road bikes as well, maybe, and pedal up the Alps. <laughs> I don't know. Aye. Ride a couple of days, chill out for yeah. a day, go to the spa, do that kind of thing. Exactly. Um, you know, as if your sponsors are paying for it. <laughs> <and> then... <laughs> exactly. Well, that's, you know. uh, yeah, you have to dream. Yeah, certainly, certainly. So, listen, I've, I've kept you enough. I've kept you Not long enough. Not at all. So, one last question. Um, if you could tell me in one sentence, why do you like mountain biking so much? Uh, because it's tough. it is tough. I know tough. it's a tough one. Oh, God, no, you have got me. I think from, oh, it's not, it's not going to be one sentence, but for me, because of the amount of injuries I've gone through, because of the amount of rehabilitation and recovery I've gone through, the pure joy in being able to get on a bike right to the top of the mountain and throw myself down the other side of it is is the reason why I do it. It's the fact that I can. Yeah, as good a reason as any. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, here, Audrey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I, I really appreciate it. And I know thank it would, you for I know asking I me. Would, <laughs> well, I know I said it would take 30 or 40 minutes, but we're, um, I think we're just over an hour. <gasps> there, so sorry for you can edit me longer. out. You can edit me out. No, 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 there's no editing required. Not at all. Not at all. It's all great info. And, you know, it's great to speak to. I, I've spoken to a couple of girls before from Whistler uh, and asked them the you know uh, how difficult is it for for ladies to get involved in mountain biking because it's still very very male dominated Mm -hmm. Um, but it's awesome to speak to you from from Ireland from Northern Ireland here because it's very different when you're in Whistler I think it's so much easier Mm, the quantity Uh, the numbers you got the numbers exactly there is a lot of female riders out there because it's so easy for them because it's you know, it's just developed for them to go and do That's it. And it. It's made easy for them. But it's really good to get your point on it and your perspective on it. So thank you so much. Thank I, you. I really appreciate thank that. you. It's fun. I love talking about bikes as much as I like riding them. <laughs> yeah, well, that, well, that's awesome. And listen, thank you so much. I hope to see you in Dava pretty soon. Yes, I'm sure you will. And thank you I'm for saving me that day. That all Not makes sense all. now. Not, not at all, not at all. That was, uh, well, I, I didn't want to ride over the top of you, that, <laughs> that was for sure. <laughs> I probably wrecked your Strava time, sorry, Gareth. <laughs> don't, don't, here, listen, I don't do Strava Good or anything man. like that, you know. I just go go and have a bit of a crack and have a bit of fun. And As you should. Try and go down a wee bit faster every time. As you should do. <laughs> so thanks very much, Audrey, appreciate it, and have a good evening. You too, Gareth, thank you. Thank you so much, Audrey. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And everybody, I hope you've enjoyed that episode. Isn't Audrey such a good crack? She's a good girl. I really, really enjoyed our our, um, our conversation. And normally, the Why I Ride episodes are only about half an hour long. But, you know, I just enjoyed so much chatting with Audrey. We kind of got mixed up and lost and stuff. And it was all good. So I really, really enjoyed that chat. And I hope you enjoyed it, folks. And if you did, please visit mtb-tribe.com where you can see the show notes to Audrey's episode and read up on a few more things there that she's been doing and also you can contact Audrey through her links on the show notes also if you do listen to the show via iTunes please go there and leave a review and share with friends that 
gets us found easier on iTunes and really helps the show out. So please do that. And of course, five stars is always the nicest thing to leave, really, isn't it? And if you listen via Android or on your phone or whatever and you're using Stitcher, you can also give us a thumbs up on Stitcher. That would be great. So thank you so much, folks, for being here. I appreciate you coming on and downloading and listening to the show. And if you want to find out more, you can follow us on socials. Instagram is at MTV Tribe and Facebook is MTV Tribe also. So please do that and keep in touch. Now, for those of you that are subscribers, I am still working on updating that whole subscriber list and uh, getting you more info and more insight into the podcast and what's going on. So please do bear with me. I know you've been very patient with that so but it is happening i am doing it in my spare time it's happening it's going to get there so i'm quite excited about it actually that's cool now also don't forget about bkxc episode if you want to ask that gentleman some questions just head over subscribe and do that if you have already subscribed to the show just drop me an email and um, i will get back to you and we'll see if we can get them questions on the show to you so that's all good so thanks so much folks thanks for being here and i've got a very interesting guest actually for next week as well so you would maybe want to tune in for that. I appreciate you being here. See you in the trails. Take care.